Hello and welcome to the Christ and Coffee podcast. Today we have Silva Khoshafian joining us on the Christ and Coffee podcast. Uh, Silva is a nurse practitioner, mother of four boys, uh, evangelist, overall amazing human being, um, also the aunt to my wife. And uh, she's here to talk to us, uh, to tell us about her testimony, about uh, all the work she's done, and uh, how she has overcome three bouts of cancer. Uh, so, Silva, or Hokur, as I would call you, uh, welcome. And it's so good to, to have you join us today. Uh, that's a really cool uh, painting you have. Uh, you're also a painter, correct? Yeah. Uh, I, ju- I started six years ago. What got you into painting? That was one of the blessings of uh, cancer survivor. So that's <laughs> how I spend and put my emotions in, in painting. Wow. That's beautiful. Art therapy. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. It really helped me a lot. So what's the, what's the one you have behind you right now? What's the work there? That's all the emotions that I was feeling hmm. during that time. I didn't know what kind of feelings they were, but I put it on the canvas. It was good one, colorful <laughs> and hopeful and, uh, Beautiful. Yeah. So I just focused on that. I was passing through difficult time, but inside me was glorifying Lord, the Lord. And I was not depressed. I was not uh, despaired. So I just focused on God and fixed my eyes on God. And I had peace. I had joy in my heart. I had endurance. And uh, so that's it. So all my colors are like that. Hmm. I have like maybe now 30 paintings. All of them are colorful and joyful and overflowing. Like I have a vase that I have painted. It's overflowing flowers. So it's not one or two, but it's overflowing. That reminded me of uh, Psalm 23. My cup is overflowed, you know. That's beautiful. I love it. I love it. The colors, everything uh, exposed and it, you can set that there's like light to it. There's radiance to it. It's, it's yeah. gorgeous. I really like it. I really, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I didn't know how I was feeling because it was so much was happening, mm. you know? So I said, okay, let me start um, painting. I have never painted before. So uh, I had a friend, she's a painter. She came over and she told me a few things. I bought paints and I started painting. This is called fluid painting. Mm-hmm. So you dilute the, 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 and then you put some treatment in it and then becomes, there are, if you look at it very closely, there are so many details in it. Cells, different kinds of cells, different kinds of shapes. Yeah, wonderful. Um, so you started six years ago. Was that the uh, the first time you the doctor told you you yeah. were diagnosed with? Yeah, yeah. I was diagnosed uh, with ovarian cancer the first time, and uh, it was in the beginning. So they took over. Uh, they took uh, my ovaries out, and then I was fine. No chemo, nothing. So after two years, I had colon cancer. And uh, that was in the beginning also. 
and uh, it was, the tumor was taken away. It was cancerous, but it was not spread out. And something very interesting, because the doctor told me this looks quite bad when he checked it and when he did the test. So I said, I said, God, I'm in God's hand. I don't care what kind of tumor it is. I know I can overcome this. So he said, okay, that's a good attitude. I said, I am not a victim. I am a victorious person because I have God on my side. Okay, he says, let's go then. So we went and he did the, colonel, uh, the, the, the surgery. He came and he told me, you know, Silva? I said, what? He says, you are right. I said, what's, what's, what's happening? What happened? He says, you know, it was, it was a malignant one, the tumor. But he said, somehow you had one food extra, large intestine. So men usually have one food extra intestine, large intestine than women. He said, somehow God puts, you know, an extra when we were born and we cut it. We don't need colostom colostomy uh, bag. You don't need anything. We just cut it and finish. So you don't need anything. So I said, you see, when you trust God, he says, whenever I'm sick, I'm going to come to you, you know. <laughs> uh, so God, can you imagine? Either God, I said, either God stretched it when he was doing the surgery or he knew what's, what was going to happen in the future. So when I was in the womb of my father, my, my mother, he put an extra food. <laughs> God has his mysterious ways. So that was gone. I didn't go any treatment also. I mean, chemotherapy. I didn't have colostomy bag. He said that I might have it, so it has to be a bag that needs to be changed every you know, day. So I didn't have that. I didn't have chemo. Then after two years, I had, uh, it's called CML, chronic myeloid leukemia. And that was just, it happened that I went to physical uh, checkup and the doctor told me that Silva, your white blood count is so high. We have to check it out. I, I'm gonna send you to specialist. I was not feeling sick. I was not tired. I was, had very good appetite, doing my own thing. I went to mission trip, you know? So I went to the specialist. The specialist said, you know, you have chronic myeloid leukemia. He said, I'm, I'm glad you came early. So usually it happens to women when they are after 65 years old. You wake up, you have it. There are no symptoms. Hmm. So, so it was my ovary first removed, second was the intestine removed. This one was systemic, it's gonna mm. stay. So mm. then I went to a specialist um, and he said, we have treatment. If it was 30 years ago, you would have died in three, uh, three to six months. But now we have four kinds of treatment, medications that we can take if one doesn't work, the second one work, the third one, and so on. And uh, four, four of the medications did not work with me. 
it didn't uh, help me. My, my blood count was going down. My platelets were going down. And uh, so they said we have to do bone marrow biops, uh, transplant. So they checked my siblings. They couldn't uh, donate. They checked in the United States. They couldn't donate. There was not match because my, my type is very unique. ABRH negative. And uh, so after two months, they, 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 they sent it internationally to find donor. And from Turkey, can you imagine? <laughs> from Turkey, a guy, 45 years old, he wants to donate. But my doctor said that Usually, Armenians and uh, Jewish people are unique. Their blood does not match to other people. But he knew about the, the massacre, Armenian massacre. He said he must be one of the Armenians that were left there, you know? Yeah, wow. Turkish blood. He, he said it, it couldn't be Turkish blood. It must be one of the Armenians that have. <laughs> That's so, fascinating. Isn't that great? You know, how God works in a different way. So I, I, I blessed that person. So after a year and a half, I can talk to him. They are communicating. I cannot communicate with him. So I will find out who is this guy who 45 years old, he gave his blood to me so that I can survive. Otherwise, I could not have survived. Unbelievable. Yeah. I wonder is... So you can't reach out to them, but at some point, can you actually connect with them? That that because that's got to be a fascinating yes. experience. Yes. So you can eventually you can connect with yeah. them because they want to make sure that I hold the stem cells. Yeah. Okay. That I overcome that, and it takes almost two years because they don't want my hope, you know, to see the person and then fail. You know, my my body will not hold it, and then I will yeah. be disappointed. Hmm. So they wait for a year. And then they start communication. Now they are communicating. After three, it has been 18 months now. So after two years, I can talk. I can call first. And then I want to go and see him. <laughs> or he can come and visit us. Wow. But how God works, really, huh? My, you know, we say there are enemies, you know. My enemy now is saving my life. If yeah. it is, you know. Yeah. So we have to love each other. We have to love our enemies, no matter what they have done. Because they are Christ's creation also. Hmm. After his own image. We have to love them no matter what. One verse really helped me a lot, which is in Isaiah 49, 15, 16, it says... I have memorized, but yeah. Can a mother forget his? Uh, uh, can a mother forget the baby at her at her breast, and have no compassion towards him, uh, on the child that he has born? Though she may forget, but I will not forget you. See, I have engraved your name on the palms of my hand, and your walls are before me. Hmm. God is aware. My, my mother di died 10 years ago. My father died two months ago. You know, so I don't have mother and father, but I have my father, heavenly father. And he says he has graved my name, Silva. Not written, because if it's written, it might wipe up, if, you know. But it is engraved. Each one of our names are engraved in his hands. I cannot believe that God, who, has the, who is the creator of heaven and earth, and uh, 
universe will take the time and invade my name, which, who, I, who am I? I'm an insignificant person, but he has put so much value in me that he has my name engraved on his palms. And he says, you are the apple of my uh, eye. What else I need? My husband says, I love you, okay. <laughs> but God says, you are the apple of my, of my eye. How special you must feel. So this verse has really bombarded me. And I memorized verses. And you know, when I couldn't read the Bible in the hospital, I was, I was having headache, chemo, and this and that. I started memorizing all my verses. I had my, my book with me, my notebook. So if I read one, one word, and then I can you know, memorize it. So that kept me going. Mm. And how interesting also, a nurse came to my, my room when I was having the, the bone marrow transplant. And I was laughing and joking with her. How is your day? And what do you do? So she says, I have to ask those questions to you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you are sick, you know? I said, no, I'm not. I'm sick, my body, but my spirit is alive. Mm. And she said, oh, okay. So I said, uh, why are you upset? Why are you sad? Your face looks very sad. She says, well, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I said, oh, okay. She says, I'm surprised. After this is your third cancer and you are so bubbly. <laughs> she, I said, you know why? Because this body will go away, but my spirit will go to heaven. Do you believe in that? <laughs> and I think she was so annoyed with me. <laughs> she, left the, she left the room quickly. <laughs> she says, I'm Catholic background. So, um, so I was kind of sad for her. Excuse me. I was kind of sad for her that she's that miserable and uh, no joy in her. So I, I started praying for her. And, uh, and she, when she came back, I said, you know what? I'm going to give you a Bible to, read, to make you more joyful. And uh, I said, don't be, I, I don't believe in religion, I said. Maybe Catholic is religion, evangelicals, you know, it's religion, but I believe in Jesus. Jesus will not disappoint me, but people will decide if disappoint me. So he says, oh, I have a Bible. I said, do you use it? She says, no, I don't know where it is. I said, this one, you will use it. I'll give it to you. I never saw her again. <laughs> she didn't come to my room. You know, I was so upset, you know, that someone can be so miserable. And here I am, I have all these issues and I'm joyful. What a difference with Jesus. Hmm. So as soon as I was praying like that, a Haitian nurse's aide came to my room. And she was bubbly like me. <laughs> and she said, good morning, honey, how are you? I said, I am great. How are you? She says, praise the Lord. I said, let's praise the Lord. You know? So we started, he says, shall we sing? I said, yeah, let's sing. So we started singing, singing. She says, don't tell to anybody because they might kick me out. 
I said, I will not take you. I said, we are protected by God. No one will know. Let's pray. So we started singing and singing for 15 minutes. How God was so good to me that after that nurse, he sent this nurse. So every day she came 15 minutes to worship God in my room. So that was a gift from God to me mm. that there is difference between people. Mm. People that have God who are joyful, peaceful. She was a nurse's aide. You know, her, her salary is not that much as much as the nurse, but the nurse is not happy. She's educated, she, you know, but she's not happy. But this woman was so happy because he, she had the Holy Spirit in her. She couldn't, she couldn't stop. She couldn't not worship. As soon as she knew that I am a believer, we, we were united. Hmm. Praise God. So, and before, before they gave me the stem cells, I had to go to, through chemo for five days. So I took my five days and then there was a rest period one day and then they were gonna give me the stem cells. So at night in the evening, Setrak was there, my husband and my, uh, my sons. And uh, we prayed and, uh, and then the stem cell came around the 8 p.m. So they asked us if we want a pastor to come and bless the stem cell. I said, no, we don't need the pastor. We bless the stem cell. She, you know, he looked, she looked kind of, oh, are you a pastor? Is your husband a pastor? I said, no, but we believe in Jesus. We love God. We know the Bible. We can pray. So we are going to pray over it. So I prayed, Setrak prayed, uh, my boys prayed. The nurse was kind of, what is going on? <laughs> so anyway, they started the stem cell. It's an IV, 500 cc IV, you know. It's, it was easy, not, not, not difficult. No surgery, nothing. So, but I didn't know how I will feel in the morning. You know, after I take this strange cells in my body, how my body, they told me, but I was kind of concerned. So Setrak left, my boys left. I was alone in the room. I said, God, you know what? I'm not scared, but I won't, I'm not clear in my mind. Are you with me? Are you here? I want your presence here. So then I slept. I slept, I felt something on my body. Someone was tucking me in as if my mother, you know, the mother tucks the child in, uh, in her bed. I said, who is this? He's covering, you know, the person is covering me, putting my, my covering my, my food. I said, who is this? Setrak left, boys left. Who is this covering me like this, like a mother, very carefully, very lovingly. So my, the sheet was on my head. I took it out, I looked. There was a man, black shoes, black pants, and white gown. I said, oh my, my goodness, one of the doctors is tugging me in. <laughs> Who is this doctor? I'm gonna report him. So I opened my, you know, I took off my, uh, uh, the cover, the sheet, and I looked. I said, let me see the face so that I can report him. 
was light, full of light, but with gown and pants. So either Jesus was visiting me or sent an angel to say, I'm here with you. That was the first time I saw an angel or, or Jesus was there. It felt so good. Then I took, I, I covered my face. I said, oh, let him stay, let him stay, you know? As much as he wants, you let him stay. I said, stay, please stay, stay. And then I looked again, it was gone. So he was so faithful with me. God was so present. Every minute he gave me a booster kind of, you know? You can, you can do this. Mm. And one time again, I says, Silva, I've got this. Do not, don't, don't worry, I've got this. Said, okay, if you've got this, why should I worry? You worry. And so every time I start worrying, I said, I'm not worrying, God, you're gonna worry. You said, I've got it. So I had to quarantine, you know, from February 1919. So I started quarantining, you know, I had no visitors could come to my house. The house was, had to be clean, disinfected everything. I couldn't go out from my room. I had to stay in the room. One person could come in. So I stayed like that, like 10 months. And then I could come downstairs. And uh, only Setrak, my husband, was allowed to be in the house. And uh, so he cooked. He served me. He's my angel. <laughs> I don't know how we did it, but he worked from home. He asked, uh, he took a permission from work that he cannot travel because he traveled a lot, like four days a week. So he stayed home and that was a blessing also. So, um, my, my, now my body is weak, still it is weak, but my spirit is so high, hmm. <laughs> so high. I cannot believe, I have never been in this uh, spiritual state. God wakes me up every day for now four months, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and say, let's do, let's, let's, let's uh, spend time together. So I spent time like maybe five hours, six hours, eight hours. So 2 a.m. till 8 a.m., sometimes 9 a.m., and it is wonderful. He's giving me messages. He promised me that I'm gonna expand your tent. I'm gonna take you to a spacious place. So I'm waiting. So he's giving me all these messages, all this word, you know, for the future. I have a future, blessing is coming. I'm passing through the valley. And Psalm 23 says, no, I'm passing through the shadow of death. And God uh, stressed that shadow. Satan is trying to scare me that you're going to die. Your body is not good, you know. But he said, it's a shadow, Silva. It's not the real death. It's shadows. So, so I am hopeful. I know God is going to use me in a tremendous way. And he's preparing me. Good messages. Mm. Good messages. The other day I was... Uh, uh, yeah, when the Bible, when the doctor said, this is your third one, you know, I said, that's okay. I'm a giant slayer. I can, I can face this giant too. I have done two, killed two. 
I have three more to go, <laughs> five, five rocks, you know, five stones like David. I said, Steve, I'm ready. <laughs> so he, she looked at, and he looked at me kind of, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's stick to three. Let's just add it at three. Like, no more yeah. after three. Yeah, <laughs> I said. stones for later. Maybe, the other two, put yeah, them in the pocket. Maybe it went for one with five uh, <laughs> stones, you know? Yeah. So it seems I needed, you know, five. So I have to use the, I'm going to use the third one and the fourth one and the fifth one. There you go. So, Hang on to them. Hang on to them for the future. Yeah, yeah. you never know, you know. But Silva, Silva <laughs> I want to know where, where this joy comes from. I mean, there's such a passion. There's such excitement. Uh, from an early age, did you belong to a church? Did you did yeah, night, joy no, kind of come from the early stages of life, or is it just something that you've come across later in life? Well, I was 19 years old when I accepted Christ, but I went to evangelical church, Emmanuel Church in Aleppo. I was born in Aleppo, mm -hmm. and my parents took us every Sunday to church. And then I went to Badaniats, you know, youth, youth uh, uh, organization. And I used to sing in choir for 18 years. I mean, until I was 18 years old. Then I went to Beirut, to AUB, to become a nurse. I knew what was church. I knew what happened in the church, but it was not personal. Mm. I knew all the stories because I went to Sunday school. And my mother encouraged us to go to church. All Sunday we spent, uh, you know, at church activities. But when I went to AUB, one of my friends, she said, Silva, you know, the, you know the stories, you know the Bible, but do you know him personally, the Jesus Christ? I said, of course, I know the stories. I know who is he is. He, he died. And he said, did he die for you? I said, why should he die for me? So that became personal. Then she explained to me, and, uh, and that was very different. Mm. So we, I went to Bible study with navigators, if you know navigator organization. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So they are in, into discipleship and scripture memory. So that's how I started um, being discipled mm. by Kunar Bahadurian, if you know her. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah for sure. Sagarian before, yeah. Yeah. So she, she's my spiritual mother, and up till now, you know, I call her, I, I ask for advice, prayer, and uh, that changed my life. But I was very serious about it because I started having peace and joy, but this last 10 years, I think, mm. I, I saturated myself in the Word of God, and I saw how much treasure that is in it. Hmm. So especially this last eight, eight years, I studied Moses' life, Daniel's life, David's life. Now I'm studying Solomon's life and learn from their weaknesses and from their strength. Hmm. And they are so, each one of them have so much to tell us and, uh, and help us. To become wiser. Hmm. Amazing. Um, so you became a nurse practitioner, uh, a nurse in AUB, and then what brought you over to uh, America? Well, I was a nurse there, and then they were going to open. I was uh, 
uh, nursery and premature babies uh, supervisor. And uh, they were gonna open uh, open heart surgery unit for babies. So they sent me to United States to be specialized in that and then go back. But civil war started at that time. Hmm. It was awful. And uh, I came here, I finished my study. I couldn't go back because of the civil war. There were no uh, airport, no communication, nothing. So we, uh, we were engaged then. Mm. So we got married here, parents could not come. So that is another story. <laughs> we didn't have money to stay here. <laughs> I, didn't, I finished my, my school, but my parents could not send me money anymore. So we said, okay, let's get married. It is cheaper to get married because we'll have one apartment to pay for. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I cook. And then instead of going out and eat, so we got married, but no one could come. No, both parents could not come. So we had all these friends of Setrak from school. He was in a graduate program. All kinds of nationality, you name it, we had it, 200 people. <laughs> but I didn't, we didn't have money to have a reception. And uh, so one of the, uh, Armenian family said, why don't we do potluck? Everybody brings something. Said, oh, we, I didn't even know what is potluck. So everybody brought something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no potluck in the Armenian tradition. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is no potluck. Amote, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, you know what it is? When you have a potluck with Armenians, everybody uh, tries to outdo the other person, right? So, oh, you made the pilaf wrong. You have to bring it this way. And everybody has a competition going. Yeah, but we had Nigerian food, Japanese wow. food, Chinese food. You name the nationality, we had it. The, the, the table was full. Two tables, big, long tables were full of food. And so the Dera, Dera married us. Then I said, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> we said, friends. They said, you have international friends. We didn't have Armenian friends. We were in Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin. Oh. Two families only. So they came. It was not Armenian food. It was everything else. And everyone, you know, it's potluck and it's a wedding. They brought their best dish in a best uh, container, you know, plates. It was silver, it was, I mean, it was so beautiful. Yeah. And we didn't have money to have a band. So, Nerses Balabanian was studying in- Of in, course. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, I'm coming to your wedding. I said, okay, come. So he came and he played the piano and Setrak's uh, brother came from France. He, he likes, he, he plays piano. So we had our band, we, you know, but we didn't have money to get married and to go to honeymoon. So one of us, Setrak's friend, who was in Lebanon, American, was working in Dubai. He said, Setrak, do you have money to get married? Because he knew he was a student and I'm a student. So he says, God will provide. So this guy sent us like this was in uh, 2000, no, 1081. He sent us $1,000. Can you imagine getting married with $1,000? Yeah. 
Nowadays, they spend, I know from my sons, you know, they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, <laughs> you know, and still we are happy. We have been married for almost 40 years now. Mm. And God provided, we had $250 left for our honeymoon. We were going to go stay three days. We ran out of money, so we stayed two days. <laughs> <laughs> so what? You know, we came back. We didn't have furniture in the apartment. So we went to garage sales and we spent $80. We had our bed, we had our sofa, we had our table, dining table, everything. And we were happy. Mm. We were happy. And now, thank God, we have everything more than what we need. And uh, when you have God on your side, it's amazing. Things happen. You don't know about it. He knows. And when I passed through this, God knew how much my faith was, but I did not know. God showed me how much faith I have in him. Because when things are good, with, uh, you know, we say, oh, God loves me. When things get, go sour, then you show God. If you love him, if you are firm on your faith, fear is opposite of faith. You know, I, I, I decided, I chose not to be fearful or worried. I chose to position myself, face the battle, face the enemy, and fight. Go forward. Go to the battlefield and not stay back. Oh, I'm scared. Oh, you know, no. I'm going forward. Whatever is there, I'm going to fight for it. Mm. And, uh, and God shifted you know, uh, my, uh, when I've shift, shifted my position, so I, I got shifted my soul, my will, and my emotions, my mind, I always align it with God, so that I will be on the right path, ready to fight with, with the right weapon that suits me, like David, you know, Saul tried to give his weapon to him, and he wore it, and he says, no, no, I'm not comfortable with that. I have to be comfortable with my you know, outfit and, and weapons. So David, David fought as a shepherd and I'm going to f fight as a nurse practitioner <laughs> who has, you know, medical background, who has four boys. I'm going to buy, if no, no one has, I'm going to fight for my husband and my, for my sons. Mm -hmm. I, and, and they tell me, that mom, you don't have to be so strong. You know, just let it go. I said, no, I'm not gonna let it go. I'm gonna fight it. And uh, once you put your position and you say that I am victorious, I'm not a victim. Mm. And once I shut off that imaginary conversation in my mind, mm. that helped me a lot. Mm. I never pitied myself. I never said, why God me? Because I know God chose me, I can take this. He says that in all temptation, you know, there is a way to come out. And there is a way. And every day he's giving me the strength, the power, the patience to continue. And I know there is the end of the tunnel. And God has something so beautiful for me. I cannot wait. Mm. 
Is that a is that kind of a legacy you want to leave for for your four yeah. kids? Yeah, the, the legacy of of faith and 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 not taking on the posture of a victim, but taking on the posture of somebody yeah. strong who can face battles. Is that that's something you want to hand over yeah. to your kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't how beat you, up. Don't. How have, I, I'm just curious because I I have a daughter. Haig is about to have a, a child. We don't know. He, they're still going to keep it a surprise, but. I'm just I'm curious practically how have you done that how have you been able to instill that communicate that that faith and that uh, strength to your kids how do you how have you done that you know stay close to God saturate yourself with the word every day don't miss it you know because there is fresh manna every day hmm. Mm. So, so that helps me a lot. I memorize a lot verse, verses. Mm. So I just mm. keep on, you know, like during this time, I memorize Psalm 91, Psalm 103, um, other, other uh, verses. So I just keep on memorizing, uh, repeating it. Like mm. when I sleep, if I wake up, I just, you know, and then God puts something, a uh, person in my mind, I start praying for them. Mm. 2 a.m. I pray and then I go back to sleep. Mm. Um, so set, we have to saturate ourselves in, in the in the world. Mm. Like I was uh, uh, studying Ephesians, and it says in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. You know, so I counted how many times in Christ we have. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so I do that things too. You know, how many yeah. were uh, the same yeah, word? Yeah, yeah. It's um, so in Christ, in Ephesians, 12 times, uh, uh, 12 times, and in Romans, three times, in Colossians, two times, in 2 Timothy, one, one time, once. So it's, it says, in Christ, we are justified, no condemnation, set free, sanctified. We are righteous and holy in Christ, made alive at the resurrection, New, we are new creation, uh, one in Christ, blessed with every spiritual blessing uh, in Christ, blameless, covered with his blood and love, adap adopted as God's uh, children, forgiven. I am under Christ's headship and sealed by Holy Spirit, God's work. I am art of God's work and share in the promises of God and his glory. Mm. Amen. So what else I need? I am free. Mm. I'm covered. I mean, I, we have security, you know, we pay uh, insurance. I'm not covered that I might have an accident and die. But this one is covered and I have eternal life. Mm. So once you look to eternal life, these things are very minimum. Mm. Amazing. Do you have any, uh, this is just a, such an encouraging uh, conversation. And I know you personally, and uh, you're always like this. You're always optimistic, when, especially when you get opportunities to share your faith. It's just that the passion uh, is there. And I remember just a story, uh, probably last year, there was a, uh, someone on this corner of the house uh, where I live, uh, on the corner of the street, and uh, he was always a depressed person. He was always, uh, he would even say some mean things. And I remember you, you just came up to this stranger and you're like, why are you always looking down? Why, why do you have that sadness? And you're like, stop looking down, look up. 
And then, then you led him in a prayer to the Lord. It was, it was just amazing to see. And I know you have this heart to, 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 to make people joyful, but you're saying that the source is in Christ. It's not something that I could produce or you could produce. It's something that God could, has given us in Christ, but we need to, to go to him yeah. to find this joy and this peace. Mm-hmm. We need to use it. Yeah. You know, before I leave the house, I say, God, how can I be a blessing to someone today? Hmm. So God finds me. Hmm. And uh, I was at the gym. I prayed before I went to the gym. And I was on treadmill running. There was a woman next to me. She was slowly, I was running. She was walking on it. So I looked at her. God said, talk to her. I said, no, we're exercising now, God. You know, <laughs> communicating. And she says, talk to her. I didn't listen. So after I came down, she came and talked to me. And she said, oh, you're running. You, have you been doing this for a long time? I said, yeah, I have been doing it for a long time. I said, you start walking. That's okay. That's the beginning. And then you, you start, you know, uh, uh, go faster. And she said, oh, you are so nice. I said, uh, I said, uh, you know, I started like that too. You know, it's not competition. As long as you're here, you're doing exercise, that's good. So she said, can we go out for a coffee? It's around the corner. I said, yeah, sure. See, I didn't want to do it, but God was showing me the blessing. I was Mm. not obeying God. Mm. So we went there and she said, "Uh, how come you are so nice and you have a big smile on your face? I said, it's Jesus in me. She says, oh, again, Jesus. She says, my daughter keeps on telling me about Jesus. And I don't listen to her. I don't even go and meet her because I know that she is going to talk to me about Jesus. So I said, tell me your story. Why are you so uh, upset about Christianity? She says, I was born in a Christian house, but I got, she's Iranian. And she said, but I was, I got married to a Muslim man. And she said that my family disowned me and they don't talk to me at, at all. And uh, so I was very upset from Christian people. I said, that's your family, people. But I said, Jesus is not gonna disappoint you if you believe in Christ. So I led her in, to Christ. She says, I cannot believe that my, my daughter has been trying this for so long and it did not happen. Now I'm going to call her right now <laughs> and tell her, this lady, let her talk to you <laughs> so that she makes sure that I, I have done it. And, uh, and she called and we talked with her daughter. She says, I cannot believe it. Hmm. I said, believe it. Hmm. I said, it, it is the right timing. God called her right now. And I don't know how God put it on my heart to tell her. Hmm. And so she accepted Christ. Setrak mother also was, um, had Alzheimer in Lebanon. And uh, this is another story. Uh, and uh, she was gonna die. And they called us from the nursing home that you know one of the boys should come 
Hovig is her brother, is his brother from France, and Setrak, you know, he, he, he's, she's dying. So if you want to come, come. Setrak was in Japan at that time for a conference. And Hovig was somewhere else. He couldn't make it. So Setrak calls, I, I called Setrak and told him that your mother is very sick. Someone has to go. And he said, I am the, the, the main speaker. I cannot come. After three days, I can come, but not now. So, and we have four boys in the house. And he said, why don't you go? I said, how am I going to go? Take four boys with me? He says, well, you have so many friends, you know, ask them if they will watch them for three days. So I said, who will take four boys <laughs> and watch them for three days? So I had a very close friend of mine. He said, Silva, you have to do it. I don't know how. I'm praying. You know, pray about it and go. So I prayed. I asked my, 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 my neighbor. She was a neighbor, and she had two sons. They used to play together. So anyway, I uh, asked her. She said, sure, Silva, of course. You know, what is three days? You know, Setrag is coming in three days. You know? So I went. But I was so upset that I'm leaving behind four boys with my friend and, uh, and going to Lebanon, far away, overseas. I have never done that before. So I go there, and uh, Setrak's mom, you know, she knows God, she knows Christ, but she has never had her you know, personal relationship with the Lord. So I go there, I go to her room. There is this woman, uh, Satanic, is sitting on the bench next to her door. So I say, hi, Parilu Sinchbeses, good morning, how are you? She says, I'm God. What's wrong with you? Why are you asking me? I said, I'm just asking, just, you know, how are you? You can say, I'm good or not. So she says, I'm not good. I said, how come you're not good? Still, I didn't go to my mother-in-law's room. She says, because at age 40, if you are blind, God makes you blind. How can you be happy when you have seen the world and now you cannot see anything? I said, but you can see with your spirit. She says, how is that? <laughs> I said, I'll tell you later on, because I want to see my mother-in-law. So I went inside. My mother-in-law is gone. You know, her brain is not working, is not aware of the things, and so on and so forth. So I hold her hand, and I prayed. I said, God, give her memory. Just a few, few uh, minutes so that he can, she can recognize me, so that she knows that someone from her family is here with her. Let her feel loved and cared. So I hold her hand, and I prayed, and she didn't feel anything. And her daughter was there too. So she says, don't, don't bother. I talk to her, I, you know, she doesn't answer at all. You know, she, she doesn't, she cannot think. I said, okay, so I stayed like three days. And then it was Sunday, I was always there in the room, talking with Satanic and, uh, and with mom. Satanic is very bitter. <laughs> so I said, let me go to church today, it was Sunday. So I went to church and came back. And I said to my mother-in-law, I said, you know what? She likes music, she's a musician, she plays piano. 
I said, you know, today we, we, we sang hymns. They were so nice hymns. I said, you like hymns, let me sing it to you. So I started singing to her. She started opening her eyes and mm -hmm. she looked at me. Mm -hmm. She said, and she said, oh, I said, did you recognize me? She said, yeah, you are my sunshine, Silva. She has never said that to me. I said, yeah, I am Silva. I came from America, you know, to see you. And she said, she said, I am so happy you are here. And then I said, you know, mom, I said, do you know Jesus? She said, yeah, I know Jesus. I said, have you asked her forgiveness, him for his forgiveness and that you are sinful and so on? And I prayed, I said, God, just give her a few minutes to accept it. Excuse me. So I shared with her the, the gospel and she said, she repeated after me, can you believe God opened her mind for three minutes to accept Jesus Christ as her savior? And she went like this. <gasps> I feel so good, Silva. I feel so peaceful now. And I was so happy that God took me there, not the sons. She had to have a, a female person to tell her about Jesus. And now she's in eternal life with, you know, uh, in the presence of God. Mm. So then I leave the room. Satanik is still sitting there. She's listening. I said, she said, you know what? Sit here right now next to me. I said, why? She says, whatever you did inside, do it to me. <laughs> I, I was one, I wanted one, now I have two. <laughs> look, look, catch. So I sat down and I prayed over her. She repeated the, the confession scene. And then I told the president, the principal of the nursing home, I said, guess what, Digin Haraksi? She said, what? I said, my mother-in-law and Satanic accepted Christ. It's a Christian uh, uh, nursing home. She said, I can believe your mother-in-law, but I cannot believe Satanic. Because <laughs> she yells at us, she's so bitter. I said, come and see. <laughs> so she comes and Satanic goes, Digin Haraksi. I'm sorry, all the things that I have, uh, you know, uh, the problems that I have caused you. I am so sorry. Again, Araxi is looking at her. She has never heard that word for 10 years. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, so if God tells you, go, go, just go. It's so interesting, the... the, the... The, the, the concept of, I mean, everything you're describing here, the, the joy that you have, the joy that we have as, as disciples of Jesus, it's, uh, it's a gift. That's what I can, the only way I can describe it is a gift. It's grace, right? Yeah. And, and there's a, you know, it, the way that you're describing it and the way that we're communicating it, like this joy is not just something you work at. It's something that's given to us. It's something that, that shows up in the room. I mean, you, you went to Lebanon, you went into that room, you had no idea this was coming and there you are singing hymns and all of a sudden 
you get a little a little light a little brightness that shines into that so and i just that whole concept of of joy just showing up the presence of god just showing up and and bringing joy into our hearts. Uh, I, I love this idea of it coming to us as a surprise. It, it really is a surprise sometimes. We don't expect it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if you love people, mm-hmm. they know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when we go to Armenia, uh, as mission, I, I went for eight years, every year we went. And uh, people used to say, you love us, Silva. Your group love us. So they can't feel that, you know? It's, it's not, you're not doing it as a duty. Okay, now I'm gonna go on a mission trip. We have to do this, we have a program. They, they can't feel it. Mm. There was this woman in Gharapakh, and uh, she was sitting in the front, like the second row. Mm. I was gonna give the message. I look at her, I was scared. The way she was sitting, you know, with brown eyes and very, heavy looking, curly, white and black hair, you know, a lot of curly hair. She was, I said, oh, I'm not, I'm not gonna look at her because I cannot give my message. <laughs> so I look on the other side, but then all of a sudden I come because I want to look, I see her sitting there. And then afterwards, I went, I said, I have to talk to this woman. Why she is so sad and bitter looking and upset, uh, ugly. So I said, you know, did you like the message? <laughs> she said, I didn't get it. I didn't get, I didn't know what you were talking about. I said, do you want me to explain it to you? So I sat next to her. So I explained it to her. And she, I said, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your savior so that you will be happy. She said, Jesus cannot accept me. I said, why not? She says, you don't know who I am. I said, who are you? What's your name? She said, do you want my name or my professional name? I said, give me whatever you want to give me. (laughs) So she said, my name is Araxi. My professional name is Kukla. I said, you don't look like Kukla in my mind. Kukla means in Armenian uh, doll, Hmm. little doll, you know, Hmm. cute doll. In my mind, I said, you don't look like Kukla at all. <laughs> I said, what does that mean? You know, what is your profession? She said, I used to be sniper. Sniper hmm. in Garapach. Hmm. And, uh, and she said, I have killed so many people. And they used to send me the, the one that they want to. And uh, so, so I said, I said, with Jesus, it doesn't matter. Sin is sin. I have sinned, you have sinned, everyone else has sinned. But if you accept him as a personal savior, you will be a different person. She said, no, 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 I don't think he accepts me. So we, it was lunchtime, we we're going on, on a, to the, the AMAA, if you know the camp. Mm. Uh, so we we're going to the dining room one of my team's members, the, the, there was a man, and he was w- walking and she saw her. And he said the same, why are you so upset? Smile. And she says, what, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Silva told me to smile and you're telling me to smile. And he said, Jesus loves you. She says, you're telling the same thing, Jesus loved me. And so she came and sat next to me in the dining room 
She said, now tell me about this Jesus love. So I explained to her what is Jesus life, love, and she melted down. She melted down. So that guy and me, we hold her hand and we prayed over her and she accepted Christ. And boy, her face changed. Mm. She was so happy. She never left me for three days. She was always next to me, sitting next to me. And she was hugging me. For the t- I said, I didn't do it. I don't have a power to save you, to give you salvation, but God did it. So you have come to the right place at the right time. And now God loves you. Just think about that. And uh, so many stories like that Mm. in Armenia, even. Mm. Yeah. And we look forward uh, for another time to share us the, the so many more stories that you do have. And uh, you are a sunshine, Silva is correct. Uh, it's such an <laughs> accurate description. Um, uh, thank you for uh, being Christ's light uh, during this conversation. I hope for those who are listening that you've been blessed uh, by these testimonies. Um, and uh, it's all about making that conscious decision to choose joy, to choose faith, to choose uh, life and uh, positivity and uh, it's such a wonderful uh, testimony you have Silva and it's continuing and thank you for just this wonderful time so for those who are watching uh, be blessed and uh, have a wonderful week God bless you and take care thank you